gentlemen. Thank you for coming out tonight. Make some noise. Come on. Get louder. Make some noise. All we have is what we're blessed with. The rest is just. Through the trials and tribulations, all the hate, and we gon' make it just. Never get too low. Welcome, 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 family. The office hour with your brother, Professor Carl Tone Jones. I am. Professor Carl Tone Jones, and guess what? Yeah, it's on tonight, like popcorn. That's right, when all y'all put cases on all of y'all, talking crazy, talking crazy to your brother. You know what I'm saying? Yes, right, tonight is the night. <laughs> the clap back is real. I just want to let y'all know, I'm not taking no prisoners tonight, man. Tonight is going to be one of those nights where, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta share, I gotta get, you know, I gotta say a few things, family. I gotta say a few things. And it's crazy because um I myself, I'm not looking to alienate the community, but I like to speak truth and I like for us to be critical thinkers. You know what I'm saying? So before I get into it, let me see, let me shout out everybody in the room real quick. Let me shout out. I see my brother Dr. Samari Swaggett. And I hope y'all were just checking out Dr. Samari Swaggett on the pendulum, you know what I'm saying, on the Source Radio Network. I hope y'all check my brother out. Um, I see my sister Ebony Taylor. She told me she's going to be in the building. All right, peace and black power to my sister Monique Gamble, true rider for real. Peace and black power to you, Queen. Okay, Sister Latifa, I told you we were going live at 9.30, Queen. I'm glad you found us. All right. Um, Say Queen Nefertiti, peace and black power to you, Queen. So, you know, real quick, you know, y'all know this weekend is um, uh, African Independence Day weekend. You know, we turned it into a weekend. I told y'all we we're going to do that. So on Friday, make sure y'all come out to Atiola's. Make sure y'all come out to Atiola's and greet us, have fun with the family. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all come out Friday evening, Atiola's. That's 310 South 48th Street here in Philadelphia, in West Philadelphia. I'm literally five blocks away from uh, uh, 48th and Market. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all come through, family. And holler at us and make sure y'all come through for the next day. You know, the Junkanoo Parade starts at um, the, Mar the Marcus Garvey Do For Self Junkanoo Parade starts at 10 a.m. And we're going to be marching from 52nd and Arch all the way down to 52nd and Pine. 52nd and Pine is the epicenter of the event where we have Malcolm X Park. And at Malcolm X Park, we will be celebrating from the hours of 12 to 8 p.m. We will be celebrating the... Uh, African Independence Day Festival. I myself will be speaking. My brother's coming in from out of town. Um, my brother, Irritated Genie, will be in the building. You know what I'm saying? My brother, um, Ajay Tayemba, will be in the building. You know what I'm saying? So we got New York and D.C. coming in. and places with people from all in between. You know, we're going to have the Move family on the move. We're going to have them out there talking, you know, and as many, many more, you know, um, as, we, um, as we start to ramp up the season and we get ready for the LOX conference, in October, October 5th and 6th, we're at the Locks Conference. So, you know, Queen Mother, um, Akusawa Sabri, Akusawa Sabri will be in the building. She will also be there as well as a lot of other people, you know, Pam Africa. You know, we got some pr pretty powerful people there. And we also have a chance to have a lot of vendors out there. You know, make sure y'all come holler at your boy. You know what I'm saying? Your brother will be out there speaking. And guess what? I will be talking about this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, y'all can't can, who can hear me? If you can't hear me, they say I can't see, but I can hear you. I can see the video feed, but I can't hear you. Who can't see me? Let me just double check. Let me make sure. Because it looks like now the feed is coming through. Maybe y'all need to refresh your pages. Refresh your pages, family. All right, because um people are seeing. Um hit the hearts if you can see me. Hit the hearts if you can see me. Show me some love. Hit the hearts if you can see me. Come on, damn it. <laughs> All right, hit the hearts if you can't see me. All right. Okay. I got some people saying they can see me, can't hear me, they can hear me, can't see me. Need everybody. Okay. All right. So we're going to try it again. Try to refresh the feed, family. Try to refresh. Okay. Y'all got it now? It's all good. Okay. Y'all know how Facebook is. You know, Facebook is, 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 is special led. You know what I mean? Let me make sure to see what we got going on over here. Brother Ron, peace and black power to my brother. 
You know what I'm saying? Ron Bethea, uh, the Strata of Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? It's my brother from another mother. So, family, I'm on, we're going live, and I'm really going to get into the whole conversation that we had yesterday. Um, Latifah, sister, can you, let me know if you can hear me now, Latifah. Can you hear me now? Because the meter is showing, the meter is popping up. So, you know what I'm saying? It's showing that we should be getting the buzz. Can you hear me? All right. Can anybody hear? What's it? <laughs> we got a lot of people in the building. So apparently some of, some of us is refresh your feed, family. Um, <laughs> hit a like sign, Pete. Damn. <laughs> hit a like sign. All right. The thumb, give me the thumbs up, bro. All right, fat. So listen, family. Um, I put a I put a video out yesterday, right? And I just want to be clear about a few things. One, today originally was going to be my last day doing office hours for a while. And it still might be. All right. Um, because um, I have some projects that I have to do. And um, I believe it or not, you know, the prep for the show sometimes is a little overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes, you know, so so today was supposed to be that day. However, I put a video out yesterday because I'm, I'm not really in the loop. I'm not in the social media. I'm trying to focus on some of the things, you know, locally that I can. So I was just made aware that, um, you know, LeBron James, and I, and I know about LeBron James' school. I know about the school that he had, um, that he put up, because, um, you know, I knew he was talking about putting together a school that was lifelong dream. I didn't know that it was coming, and I didn't know that it was here. All right? Um, and I saw a lot of people posting because typically I try to, you know, lately I've been really trying not to get into social media, Facebook, all that shit. I've been really trying to stay focused and stay grounded because I realize a lot of people, you know, a lot of us on social media, we're just not ingrained, ingrained, you know, ingrained with reality in some areas. And some things take on a life of its own. I got too much shit going on in the real world to be on it all day long, if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. So... You know, I, I tried, I wasn't going to address the whole situation, the LeBron James school situation, but I started seeing some derogatory stuff. I saw um, a meme that kind of triggered me, and it was the meme that had, um, it was talking about LeBron James school here, Umar Johnson, where's your school? And it triggered me for a reason, because first of all, um, the, the, the whole concept behind, you know, the two totally different concepts is an unfair comparison. You know what I'm saying? If you're mad at Umar, then say, fuck it, you're mad at Umar. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm pretty sure he's owned that. He's going to have to deal with that. You know, um, he made a promise for school. He didn't get the funds he was asking for, but still, you know, you see people doing more with less. So there's a lot of people. Now, I'm not one to tell somebody how to do their thing because they have a specific vision as to how they want to do their thing. But he wanted an all-boys school for black boys. Okay. With, 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 um, and he did it with community money. You know what I'm saying? Basically, people who are rubbing two nickels together to try to make a dollar make money stretch. That's what he was getting. Traditional, you know, funding, funding from people who really didn't have most, for the most part, people really didn't have it, but they believed in the man. So whether or not that ever comes to fruition, we don't know. You know, only time will tell. But the issue I had is LeBron James school is not necessarily, his school, first of all, had received corporate backing. You know what I'm saying? Not only was LeBron, LeBron James doing it, but Le, LeBron James can leverage his name because he is the most important part of NBA sports right there. NBA um, basketball, he's the most important guy. You can say what you want about Golden State, but LeBron James is the straw that stirs the drink. So he's pretty much, you know, he has leverage. He's worth almost a billion dollars or closer to a billion dollars than a million dollars for sure. So, and his school is a public school for Africa. It's a public school. So those are some of the things that, you know, I wanted to talk about yesterday. But I also wanted to make it clear to black people that this is not a victory for black people. And as soon as I said that, you know, I guess it triggered people because a lot of people are fanatics. And when I say fanatics, that's the fan is the root word for fanatics. So a lot of people are fanatics about their, their entertainers and athletes. Um, there's some people that will shank the shit out of you if you say something wrong about Beyonce. There's some people right now that are slash your tires if you say something wrong about hope. It's just the way it is, unfortunately, in our community. We're starstruck. And I understand it, but I was hoping that we can have a critical analysis about something where it, you know what I'm saying, we can look at it from a perspective of hopefully being able to analyze and see what we can get out of it as a community. So when I said it wasn't a victory for the black community, I never said 
that LeBron James was a sucker. Another said LeBron James wasn't shit. Another said fuck LeBron James and bitch ass. Da, da, da. I never said any of that stuff. What I said was it was a good gesture. LeBron James did a, it's a beautiful thing. I said this in the video. I said, look, it was a victory for Akron. The town of Akron came up. You got babies, you know, children, and they're not all black, by the way, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But you got children who are going to be experiencing a state-of-the-art school focused on STEM programs. Those are things that's needed. You got children who would not have access to these things. So that's a good thing. It's a good thing that somebody wants to build a school. I never said it was not a good thing. I said it wasn't a victory for black people. And what I meant by that is this was not, oh shit, I got to plug, I got to turn up. Hold on one second, y'all. I almost forgot to charge the damn computer up. <laughs> See how excited I am to talk to y'all? Hold on, hold on. Last thing we need is for this shit to pop. Last thing we need is for, for this broadcast to go dead because we're, we're actually flowing on some shit right here. So I never said that LeBron James, you know, should have been demonized. I never said that the brother should have been ostracized when he means. He's done more than most athletes will ever do in this current day and time for a community. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily a black community, but the community at large. And he's not obligated to do none of that shit. If we want to be clear about that, Crystal, he's not obligated to do none of that shit. So everything he does is a plus. What I said was, <laughs> for it to be a victory for black people, you need African-centered schools. For it to be a victory, a slam dunk for black people. That's all I said. You need African-centered schools. That's what we need. And it won't come from a LeBron James. LeBron James is a brand. He's a brand. And just like Kevin Hart and just like all these other entertainers and athletes, their market is not the black community. The black community is not what funds them and not, it's not what fuels them. And to be perfectly honest, I would not want LeBron James to publicly, you know, publicly support our causes. Privately, yeah, hell yeah. Privately, I would love for LeBron James to be sliding institutions a couple of hours here, helping them out with resources there. But publicly, I wouldn't want that because that would kill his financial, that would kill off his economic resources. That would just it would destroy. LeBron James couldn't take a picture next to me. Me and LeBron James in the same picture. LeBron James would lose all his fucking endorsements. <laughs> he would lose everything. So that's the point I was coming from. It's not that I said that that he's a bad man. He did a bad thing. I just said it wasn't a victory for black people like we were. And we need to be more critical about those things. We deserve better. Not from LeBron himself. I'm just saying we deserve better in terms of what we get out of every deal when they're going to utilize black faces as the currency. You know what I'm saying? When you start calling schools at risk, that's that's code for black children. But it's two ways. It's code on two, two accounts. One, it's code in saying that for the photo op is black children. But it's also code in saying everybody but black children when it comes to the resources. You feel what I'm saying? And we have to understand those things. We really have to understand and we have to understand the double speaking, the double talk. This is why you can't, this is why nobody is ever going to say, I'm just going to donate this fund to these black children. But you will say, you will see um, communities that are strong say that um, we have a Jewish foundation over here that strictly adheres to the Jewish community. We have an Irish foundation over here that strictly adheres to the Irish community. We have an Italian um, program over here that strictly adheres to Italian needs and Italian culture. We have a Latino thing over here that strictly focuses on building and empowering the Latino community. You know, the silent minority. We need to be heard. You know, you know, you have all those different things. I've seen German institutions. I've seen French institutions. I've seen all of them right here in Philadelphia. I've seen Asian institutions, institutions that focus. But you cannot, for some strange reason, you can't say, I want to do some shit for black people. Because we understand that this country is designed to destroy any momentum black people have. This country is designed to make sure that black people um, stay as a functionary bottom class. We need to all understand that. Socially, economically, politically, and all other forms. It's designed to keep us that way. 
anything you do within the confines of this country, this constitution, this bill of rights, the, you know, the amendments, anything you do within that confine is not designed to assist or help black people. It's designed to create black tokenism. So you'll see one or two black people, you know, shine and this, that, and the other, and then we'll all applaud, applaud them and, and laud them, which cool, that's what's up. But what about the rest of the people that still stuck suffering? No other community leaves them their, 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 their um, poor behind like we do. You can drive through Philadelphia and not find one homeless Asian person. You can drive through Philadelphia and you'll barely find any homeless Latinos. But you'll find a shitload of homeless black people in Philadelphia. You might find some homeless white folk in Philadelphia too. I'm not saying that they don't do that. But I'm talking about other communities that have learned to, to take on a nationhood functionality. When those communities take on a nation, they don't leave their hungry and their poor out to suffer in the streets. They bring them in. They bring them up. They bring them with them. They don't practice rugged individualism when it comes to creating and making sure people in the community eat. They don't do those things. And we've been taught to say, fuck each other. Because this country, the reason why pro-black is so anti-white is because pro-black is anti-American. Being pro-black is anti-American. America was built on the blood, sweat, tears, and degradation of the black community. America was built strictly on the resources he had, the black man, black woman, black child. That was, that's what America was built on. So if you start talking about black people doing things, it's automatically considered anti-American, anti-white. And we have been fed with such cognitive dissonance that we still want to appease to a nation of people that treat us like shit. A nation of people who still kill us at will. A nation of people who robs us blind on a day-to-day -day basis. So, 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 so what's the win here for black people? All right, let's go back to the school. What's the win for black people? All right, we got black children that's going to be going from the third grade to the eighth grade. All right, have you checked out the school board? Have you checked out the um, advisory board? Have you checked out the um, administration, the faculty? It's 75% white. I just finished checking it out myself. So you got black children going into this beautiful building, feeling euphoric, and then they're not going to see LeBron James every day. They're going to be greeted with these white faces. And once again, that's going to replicate a godlike complex for these children. Look at all this, you, you know, because that's who's going to be re re um, reinvigorating the, um, you know, the, 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 the culture for these children. That's what's going to be reinvigorating the culture for these children. You feel me? So, so we have to understand those things, family. We have to understand from, from you know, it's just like, like sex. They sell everything utilizing sex because they understand that when you are sexually aroused, it emits a certain, your body starts functioning, your brain starts functioning in a certain frequency that makes you open to suggestive behavior. You, you know, you start getting endorphins for it. You start to feel a, a, an attachment or a love for it. This is psychology, all right? Well, that's the same feeling these children are going to have when they walk into that building. If you're Florida building, they're going to be in a beautiful place. And then they're going to start associating it with the, you know what I'm saying, with the faculty that's there. That happens to be the majority European. And let's run some stats, family. Let's run by some stats real quick before I get back to what we were talking about before, all right? In the state of Ohio, 90 to 93% of the teachers are white. And we know they're predominantly white women because it's a profession that is dominated by white women, specifically white Jewish women, okay? It's a profession that's dominated by white Jewish women, all right? Less than 5% of the teachers in the state of Ohio are black. And of that 5%, we don't even know how many of them happen to be black men, black women of different demographics, so forth. And we know how important it is to have black men in classrooms, specifically if you're going to be having black boys. All right, in the classroom, you know what I'm saying? So we 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 gotta start understanding. We have to start understanding how these things work. All right. Um, the programs. I don't know if they're gonna learn anything about African culture. I don't know. And when I say African centered, I'm not talking about taking them all the way back to the pyramids. I'm not talking about taking them all the way back to you know what I'm saying um, the Nile Valley region. You know, I'm not saying that. Yeah, they should learn about that. They should learn about Inuitet. You know what I'm saying? They should learn about colonies. They should learn about all the different places in Africa. But when you say African-centered, 
That means when that child opens a textbook, that child doesn't say C. Jane Run. That says C. Jamila Run. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't say C. John Go. You know what I'm saying? It says C. Jamal Go. You feel me? That's how you, you make your curriculum African-centered because your children are part. They see themselves in the work. They see themselves in the academics. They see the, that's what they teach at Zyx Institute in, um, in, in, in Brooklyn. That's what they teach at Zyx Institute. You know what I'm saying? We start talking about people. You know, that's what they teach with, at Marcus Garvey's and Kuma Academy. That's what they teach there. The Oasis Center out in Mississippi. That's what they teach there. The, the summer school program that we tried to put together this year, the summer camp at PAX, that's one of the things we would have been teaching this year. That's one of the things we would have been teaching this year. So those things are not happening. Now, does that mean that it's a bad thing? No, I think it's a great effort. It's a dying effort by LeBron James to put school in this town. And maybe somebody can get in the air, but he has a hell of a lot of white advisors on his advisory board that I, that, that will pretty much, you know what I'm saying, they will throw up some hell and some some. So red flags, they will throw some boundaries or, you know, when it comes to us trying to interject in that particular space. Somebody asked me earlier, well, why don't you reach out to LeBron James? Seriously? Me reaching out to LeBron James? Who and how many bells and whistles and hoops would I have to get through to get to LeBron James? Come on, y'all, family. Let's start being realistic about some of the things you're asking of us. And two, why don't you reach out to LeBron James? Why don't you do all those things? It's not just on me. This is a community issue, if that's the case. Like I said, as far as LeBron James might think, or no, you know, this might be all, he, you know, this is, might be the best because he might not be politically, you know, he might not have political education. I'm most certain that he doesn't really have a full understanding of police, political education. When they asked him about, you know, Tamir, uh, to, about uh, Trayvon Martin, he was talking about, well, this racial thing. You know, like he really didn't want to touch on the concept of racism. So I know he's probably never been taught about racism, white supremacy, or what racism, white supremacy is. You know what I'm saying? In fact, he never talked about Tamir Rice. Still to this day, he's not addressed the issue with Tamir Rice in Cleveland. He's still not addressed that. You know what I'm saying? So for all the accolades, that's a big full pop because that happened in his own hometown. You know what I'm saying? That's like somebody asking me about a situation that happened here in Philly during this time. And I'm saying, damn, well, you know, I need more information. And I never come back to it. You know what I'm saying? And, and having the leverage, the political leverage. You know, LeBron James says he's not playing basketball tonight. That's a big deal, especially in the playoffs and NBA Finals. That city is going to get some things done. You don't believe it? Well, let's go back to the University of Missouri when they wanted to get that provost and the, pre the, the president of that college fired because they allowed, you know, um, racial terrorism and hate crimes to go on on that campus. That football team, that college football team said, you know what? We're not playing. And guess what? Before the end of the week, the provost and the fucking president was fired. After the time, he stepped down. Because the money matters in many circles. You know, when you can control and you have influence. And those players recognize it. I just wish some of the other people who have that recognize their power too, instead of succumbing to the power structure. So, so let's get into the whole idea um, that, you know, because we, we, got, we, got, we got a lot to cover tonight. And I'm going to address a lot of people tonight that had some fly shit to say when I was online the other day, um, when I posted this video. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going, I, I, thought I forgot about y'all, didn't I? Now, I got some shit to say about those things because, you know, my issue, and, and let, let me make it clear, my issue is not necessarily that, um, that you had some issues to say. My issue is how greasy some people fucking talk. Like, oh, fuck up. <laughs> Who the fuck you think you're talking to? You know what I'm saying? And, and so that, that, was my, that was one of my issues with, with, with how things went down, is that as a Pan-Africanist, and I understand, man, Black men and Pan-Africanism, this, that, and the other, have become so wishy-wishy-washy. You know what I'm saying? Have become so pussy-like that everybody feels as though you can say whatever you want to a parent because we've been trying, we've been on, on this whole recruitment drive. We need more numbers. We need to get the people. Don't say nothing that's going to turn off the people. You know, and, and so therefore, people feel like they can just say whatever the fuck they want. 
And we take it a lot of times because a lot of elders within the community like, yo, brother, don't respond to that. Yo, sister, don't respond to that. I'm cut from a different cloth. So let me tell you about this. You clap at me, I clap back. That's how this shit works. You know what I'm saying? Now, there's certain things I choose to ignore, but then there's other things that I'm going to bring to your kitchen. There's other things I'm going to bring to you. You know what I'm saying? So, so let me get to some of these things right now, right here and right now. So I'm going to go down the list of what people were saying for that post yesterday that I put up. And let me just say one more thing. It's obvious by a lot of the responses in the thread that people never even listen to or watch the video. Because if they listen to or watch the video, they would know at no time in that video that I say anything disparaging about LeBron James or the school. At no time in the video that I say anything disparaging about any of that shit. But let me get to some of the things because I want to address these issues. That ain't going to be about me attacking nobody, but I'm going to address the things you said. All right? And I'm calling out names. I already told y'all I'm calling out names. So I got 296 comments on this shit. Papa Doc, baby, let me tell you something. It's just crazy. But it's all good. It's all good because, um, and I got to pull it up on the screen here. I got to pull it up on the screen because um, I can't seem to get it. Uh, if I pull it up on my other joint, it's not going to come up right. So I, I'm only able to see the comments if I pull it up on here because I did it as a live. So let me just tell y'all, let me go, go through, because I told some of y'all I'm going to make you famous today. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> oh, man. And, and let me tell you, when I told people that I was going to be clapping back tonight, yo, I said, office hours tonight, keep that same energy, B. Keep that same energy. Man, I got a lot of people calling up on my page, like, I didn't have an issue with your family. I didn't have an issue. And fuck that. Yes, you did. You did. You had a big issue with me. You just didn't expect me to respond to it. So, and normally I try to rise above it, but today not. Because I'm tired of people feeling as though they could call some too woke, um, too black, too conscious, and all this other stuff until some shit happens. And then you tagging me in your post like you was riding with me the whole fucking time. Nah, fam. Keep that same energy, big. Keep that same energy. So, let me start off. Um, First and foremost, my sister Mary Sunshine said these kind of threads show who had no political education and um, political education ain't politics as we think it as we um, think it be. Absolutely right, Sister Mary Sunshine. Um, a lot of people don't have any political education. You know what I'm saying? Um, my sister Della Rodolph said agree, but him having a school is a good thing for kids. And I said it truly is. All right, that was my response to that. I got a whole lot of comments to go so. I'm not going to go through them all, but it's, it's, it's one or two people that I really want to specifically address tonight. One or two people that I really... Donnie's Rembert. Donnie's Rembert. I am going to address you tonight because Donnie's put up a, a meme. And I guess, you know, memes are more important than facts. And I got to keep remembering that, y'all. I keep forgetting that memes are not important. That memes are more important than facts. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, because... We have been proven to be intellectually lazy. So we don't look up anything. We just go by what somebody else posts and we take it as law. We don't research it, none of that shit. So that means you said free everything for black men. What do you want for him to be a principal? He's settling, he's setting everything out there for the kids. Use it, make them proud, which I agree. Okay. Use it, make them proud. Okay. I don't even think I responded to that. I don't think I responded to that. That's the crazy thing. This is a long ass thread. But I don't even think I responded to that. And here's the thing that, that really, um, I guess, bothered the sisters that um, I guess she was upset that I didn't respond to that. So she started coming at me real sideways. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna dig into some of the things. So I basically said, listen, because um, it started getting real disrespectful. You know, um, for some strange reason, it's not showing me all the thread. Um, but, she, you know, she went in. So I said, okay. And my only response was just tune in tonight. Make sure that you tune in tonight to the show. Now, you know, it was like, uh, you know, I want to talk about something different. I want to talk about Black Empowerment. Well, maybe you haven't been following Um, But you do follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I check that. <laughs> but, Courtney, you don't know me. And we're in several Facebook groups together where I've been posting about the Independence Day Project. But, Courtney, you didn't know this. And that's cool. It's possible. So, 
you went out and you actually recruited another troll who didn't even watch the video. Now, I'm telling you, I told you what I said on the video. So somebody named Carlos, just call me Drac Krim. I hope I spelled that, I hope I said that right. Said if this imbecile is one of the unenlightened haters of LBJ, then I refuse to entertain sheer ignorance. Okay, so basically he never even watched the video. And that's typical family. Most of the people with negative comments never watch the video. They never watch the video. It's very important to understand that, family. Most of the people who watched it never watched the video. Um, sorry, Della. This is after hours. So, yes, the cussing will continue. All right. So, not familiar with him or his broadcast, nor am I remotely interested. All right. And the reason why Carlos said this, right, is because he said, I'm an unenlightened hater of LBJ. Could that be Lyndon Baines Johnson? Or, <laughs> or I guess it's LeBron James. So because you think I might not like your favorite basketball player, that makes me an imbecile and unenlightened. Right. And that I, you know, am promoting sheer ignorance. Okay. But that goes back to the first part, whereas I don't know this person. Because the whole, he starts off with, if this imbecile is, so he never watched the video. So, and, and Donnie did the troll shit, and she brought in another troll. So, because I, I was done talking to Donnie at, like, noon today. And I don't even go back and forth on Facebook. I was done talking to Donnie was very upset by that. So, Donnie kept going, trying to goad me into talking. And she's very manipulative. You can just go through the thread if you want and see some of the things, you know, the projection you know, well, if you're not going to respond to me, then you must be one of these type of people. If you're not going to respond to me, you must be one of those type of people. I don't do that. I understand when you, when, when people try, they don't get their way, they start throwing tantrums and they start, you know, responding in ways where they try to manipulate you and engage you into, you know, some type of conflict because they themselves are not whole. I don't do that. I said my piece. I actually said more than my piece. I tried to offer clarity and then I'm moving on. The bottom line is, if, you, if, the, if the best you could do is call me a hater, then you have never researched anything. You don't even have the, the Google. Because then there were some of the people that, that was in the post that said, oh, if all I'm going to do is talk shit about them. And like I said, the, post, the thread is like over three, uh, almost 300 responses. But somebody said, if I, um, if, uh, I had an issue, then um, I shouldn't be just talking shit. They didn't watch the video either. See, what happens is a lot of people watch the captions. A lot of people watch the captions. Instead of watching the video, they watch the caption. And then the caption said, this is not a victory for black people. So all of a sudden, people responded to the caption. They didn't respond to what was said in the video. Because if they responded to what was said, you don't even have people that can cite where I said these things. And see, that's the problem with intellectual laziness. When you become intellectually lazy, then you, you become a product of your own demise. Like Dr. John Henry Clark said it best, I can tell how much you read by the things that come out your mouth and what you do and don't say. And I can tell who watched the video by their comments. None of them said anything, you know what I'm saying, in regards to what I actually said in the video. All right? Um, where my brother North Phil at? My brother Philly Phil, because I'm not letting you off the hook either, bro, because you wouldn't tag people in the post too. So. All right, my, I'm going to my brother King, my brother Q Butter, who runs the Zyx Institute. He said, I love you, King, but LeBron School is a victory. And by the way, man, um, congratulations to my brother Q Butter and his beautiful wife, Marsha. They're, you know, um, expecting, you know, congratulations, you know, bring another one to the family, bro. Um, wish you nothing but the best um, health, wealth, and success with that, there, that situation. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and like I said, I'm just going down. Um, my sister Ann Jeffrey said, is this a public school? What's the difference between this and a charter? So she's basically inquiring, doing the inquiry. But yes, this is a public school. You know what I'm saying? So my brother, John Bush, says, sorry, I disagree with you on it. John Bush, tell me exactly what you disagree on, bro. Because I'm tired of people just saying, I disagree with this, I disagree with that. Tell me exactly what you would disagree with on the video. See, we got to stop being intellectually lazy. We've got to stop being intellectually lazy. Okay. Um, let's see. Bro, I respectfully disagree with you on this one. This is my man, North Phil. 
Uh, by the way, North Phil, am I still invited to the Fish Five, bro? Because we disagree on LeBron. <laughs> uh, or the all-white party. Let me know which one is coming up because I get mixed up sometimes. Bro, I respectfully disagree with you on this one. You sound like you want LeBron to be God Almighty or Allah himself. Wow, this is honestly why we can't ever get ahead. He's doing more than others are doing. And also, he says, well, if he says one black kid in Akron, it's a victory for black people, bro. Now, here's the thing. It's a victory for, and, and I, don't, I don't totally disagree with the part that being a victory for if it saves one black child. This wasn't designed to save one black child. This was designed to save an entire community. And it wasn't specifically designed for black people. We have got to get off that just because it's inclusive that black and black people might benefit from it. That is something that's done for black people because what the white man giveth, the white man taketh away. And the white man controls the school district, the, the, the teachers unions and all those different things and ways to create, you know, all they got to do is do some gerrymandering and they change their whole district around. And next thing you know, well, none of them black children that you, that you think of should be benefited from that school should go there. And let me just tell you one more thing, because let's go back to this whole alternative school thing. I worked at an alternative school for nine years in Philadelphia that had state-of-the-art electronics, that had computers, one of the first schools in the city with computers at every station. Um, but what they didn't tell you was that the children did not have access to internet, that it was strictly, you know, um, a computerized grading system, and um, that the children, you know, that went to that school, all were treated like criminals. All were treated like criminals. Now, I don't think this is going to be the situation with the Bronx School, but what I'm trying to tell you is, you know, one of the first things that you had, that one of the people that were interviewed for the Bronx School was the crisis manager. So they're already anticipating some problems in that motherfucker already. So, you know what I'm saying? So I just said, listen, bro, tune in. And, you know, brother tuned in, got other people on the board, and they saying this is why black people can't win. Let me get to that real quick. Black people can't win because y'all niggas keep settling for bullshit. That's why black people can't win. Because y'all just don't think we're good enough to get perfection. We're good enough to get what's owed to us. That's why motherfuckers can't win. If y'all want to be real about the shit. Because y'all white mom and white dad slap their dick all in your face and you're cool with it if they don't come in your mouth. And I'm sorry for how graphic I just got, but that's the condition of black people right now. That's why you know what I'm saying? Black people can't get ahead. And the whole contingent, why can't we just have this? Why can't we just have that? God damn it. You had a Super Bowl. You had a fucking party every goddamn weekend. You had a fucking television show that you love so much. You had a movie that you fucking wouldn't change your, back, your last name for. I mean, what more do you need? How come we can't have black people getting together and building our own shit? How come the same ones that talk that why can't we have black people shit are never around when the black people with the ideas and the plans say, come to this meeting? Where the fuck do y'all be at then? But y'all always good to talk shit and look good on social media. But where do y'all be at when we're trying to hold me? Where do y'all be at when we have initiatives to get black children off the street, to help black children start their own businesses? Where are y'all with that? Y'all nowhere to be fucking found. Y'all planning y'all little party. Y'all planning y'all little gathers. So miss me with the this why black people can't get along, can't get nothing shit. Stop waiting for somebody to save your ass and be the savior yourselves. I'm so sick and fucking tired of every time I turn around, we got people who don't do shit complaining about the condition of the community. When hindsight 2020, 20 years ago, you might be the reason why the community is what it is today. Because if you were fucking selling crack in the neighborhood, you're the reason the crack babies are uncontrollable now. If you were out there pushing drugs and all this other shit in the community, you were out there doing If you were pushing this fly-ass dress stuff, I got to wear official this, official that, and you still have that mindset, when these babies come up and they don't have access to the resources, they want to take that shit from somebody else so they can live like you. That's what our problem is in terms of why black people can't get shit. Because black men feel as though aggression towards other black men is manhood. Aggression towards black women is manhood. No. Providing a future for your children is manhood. Providing a future for your community is manhood. All that other shit you can miss me with. And I don't care who feels as though this is directed in them or not. If the shoe fit, wear it. The bottom line is when we're trying to build, we're trying to put things together, y'all motherfuckers ain't nowhere to be found. But I can find y'all Lou and Chews. For those who ain't in Philly, we're going to choose the bar that's 
famous for hosting fish fries and parties and all that other shit. I can't find y'all nowhere else. I can't find y'all when I'm breaking up fights. I can't find you when I'm pulling young brothers off of, crack, of fucking crackheads like I did earlier today when the young brother's about to beat the snot out of a motherfucker who owes him money. Or I can't find y'all when I'm trying to step in between the cops and a brother that might be a little inebriated and he can't communicate so the cops are about to shoot him. I can't find y'all then. I can't find y'all when I'm the only motherfucker out of 20 motherfucking grown-ass men outside trying to break up a fight a half a block from where y'all standing at. Don't give me that shit about why the black community can't get together. Your inactivity is the number one fucking reason. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and, I'm, and, and listen, I don't, give, I, don't, I don't care who gets their feelings hurt, offended, whatever. I hope that straightens some shit out. Because we got a whole lot of people, as long as my kids are good, we good. Yeah, but what about the kid that's about to kill your kid? Are you still good then? There's a lot of good children that get killed all the time because nobody was there for the child that did the killing. Nobody was there to raise them right. Nobody was there to be a resource to them. Nobody was there to give them an alternative. Nobody was there to give them hope. I applaud the LeBron school for that part because it does give these young brothers and sisters hope. I just hope that they don't take this situation and turn it against the black community like they can typically do. I just hope that we're smarter about protecting things. See, this whole conversation tonight has very little to do with LeBron James. If you want to say he did his part, then fuck it, he did his part. Now, what's your part? What is your part? I told y'all I was coming for y'all tonight. Y'all should have been prepared. I told y'all. I'm not playing no games. People talking about what do you do? What, what are you doing? That's the fucking comeback for people who don't do shit. But what are you out there doing? Google. <laughs> Google. I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. How about that? All I know is what I'm doing is saving lives. I got children who I've known since they were eight, nine years old. Now they're grown men and women. And the thing they say to you is, yo, I owe you my life. You made me go left when I was about to go right, and I almost got killed that day. You stopped me from doing something stupid. If it wasn't for you, I don't know who I would talk to. If it wasn't for you, I would have killed myself last week. Yeah, I have those conversations on my steps. My front porch, I have those conversations. Don't ever come to me like, what the fuck do I do? What the fuck do you do? And this ain't for the brothers and sisters who are supportive and who are out there working. This is for all the naysayers that want to have their, you know, uh, wine and cheese mixers, all the motherfuckers that want to drive through. The only time they come to the old neighborhoods when they're visiting their mother in a decrepit house or a decrepit block that nobody's investing in. That's going to be a lost property and then eventually gentrified because white folks see value where black people see depression. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is, this, that's who this is directed to. This is directed to all the so-called pro-black motherfuckers that scared of their own goddamn children. This is directed to them. This is the ones that when you see your babies out there trying to pump gas and you get, oh, I got, I got anger. You can't give $2 to a kid trying to buy something to eat on a hot day, a kid trying to buy a bottle of water. Those children aren't out there because they feel like just hanging at the fucking gas station on a 95 degree day with 80% humidity. Those children are out there because they don't have any choice. I come across children every day and say, Mr. Tony, can I work for you? And it breaks my heart when I can't do it. But I got to choose between that and paying a bill. What are you choosing between? Am I going to drink Hetty tonight? Am I going to put a cigar in a cup and just show the world how I get there? What the fuck are you using your bread for? I feed whole families with the little bit that I get. You want solutions? I put a whole fucking movie together with solutions. But the same people that will pay for floor and side seats to see LeBron sky and rise won't pay $20 to see a movie that could change their life. 
That's why I'm not even selling this shit no more. The Independence Day project is not even available no more. The only way you get to see the Independence Day project is the schedule of viewing. That's the only way you get to see the Independence Day project. But for everybody who's seen it, the movie hit a revolutionary chord. Everybody who's seen it, they will talk, they, they're talking about moving amongst their community and building. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And all that other shit. Exactly, my brother, um, Brent Johnstone. Yo, you know, we got a CEP party coming up, bro. Yeah, you got everybody screaming they from, from north. They scared as hell to go back out of north. They don't even stand on their own fucking block. Fuck out of here. My brother Ishmael Ben Malik. What's good, love? That's my brother out of Chester. And let me tell you something. That brother, that's the real fucking deal. That brother. I walked the streets with him in Chester. Unapologetic and unafraid to help black people. That brother's the real deal. Putting together programs trying to stop the gang killing, the gang violence. Pretty much putting yourself on the line. Because when you're standing next to a child immersed in the gang war, that shit can go down anytime. If you want to know about Chester, Chester, PA, is Compton East Coast. You want to know about that. So that's why I can't fuck with a lot of cats, man. I can only fuck with real people who do real shit. My brother Abdul, quite peace and black power to you, King. That young brother, when they went out there, when they, when they, when they, um, uh, Indian grocer killed that brother, shot that brother in the back, those brothers went there and locked that motherfucking store down. They started patrolling their community. They did the work, boots on the ground. So that's a win. That's how black people win. You take control of your situation. You don't put it in corporate hands. Because their corporate model and bottom line doesn't include a victory for you. And a lot of y'all cats are lucky as shit that I couldn't get the scroll. Because there's a few more of y'all on that timeline that I wanted to go in on. But I don't see you, though. <laughs> this is real shit. I don't see you, though. I see, you know, the basketball, you know what I mean, the basketball players. I see y'all humping on their asses. Cool. A lot of those cats are scared to go back from where they And I don't blame them. I, I, I don't blame them. They go back, somebody try to rob them. But you can still send resources back home. Maybe if most of these entertainers stop coming back and try to be flashy, Maybe if they actually came back and built with some of these young guns, maybe the young guns would be their protection on the street. Maybe the young guns would stop them from getting robbed. Maybe the young guns would stop them from being targets. Maybe if you feed the hood. My, you know, DMX had a saying. It's when you feed the dogs, the dogs will take care. You got to feed the dogs. And the dogs get hungry. The dogs will bite. You <laughs> know what I mean? And that's what we got to do. We got to feed the family. So when I'm working with these babies, you know what I'm saying? And I'm looking in their eyes and I see them losing hope. Got, I, I have to do something because I'm not dealing with them from a distance. I'm not dealing with them from a donation. I'm dealing with them face to face. What do I do? I used to be able to go up in the schools, but the one white school teacher that would allow me in her school, she had a, you know, she had a health issue, so she couldn't do it. None of the black teachers that I know will pull me up and then in school doing programs to talk to the children. And I made a lot of traction with those children in South Philly High and Bartram High. I made a lot of, we made a lot of traction with those children. Unfortunately, the black people that I know in buildings and programs and things of that nature, I guess my message is way too radical. But they will not pull me into their goddamn school. And I know a lot of black educators. I know a lot of them. And I don't charge nothing. Let me ask some of the people that, 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 that were talking all that craziness. If you didn't get paid to work with black children, would you be working with black children? Because I don't get paid to work with black children. It costs me money every time. See, you See the difference? That's the difference between having a passion and love for your people and just having to be, you know, making a couple of dollars while you're doing the community service. 
when you actually do something. My brother, I'm glad my brother Corey Camp. My brother Corey Camp, my man Jimmy Williams. Take time out every Saturday. I mean, excuse me, every Sunday to teach black children business models, to teach them math, to teach them how to be to be entrepreneurs. They got an entrepreneur school for children, predominantly black children. That's a win for black people. They control that environment. They control the curriculum. That's a win. The fact that we got people all over the country, all over the country, that are talking about because they saw the Independence Day project, they now have a, a certifiable blueprint to build black empowerment, to build independently outside of the system within their own community, to start community and nation building. Because that's the only answer to anything we build. That's the only direction towards a win. If I said that the children are in a slaughterhouse, but no, I've got this nice new slaughterhouse, it's clean, state-of-the-art raises, this, that, the other, and the people in the slaughterhouse are only, their only skill is to slaughter black children, would you say, oh shit, at least they have a nice building to go into? Would you say that? No, you would say, yo, get them babies out of there. Let's put these babies in a position where we can control those things. Where we can make sure that we're not sending them to a slaughter, but we're going to send them somewhere where they're going to get love and care. And then we'll provide them with the hope. Do you know the majority, the majority of um, black children are, are, are pretty much dissuaded, they're, they're defeated academically before they get out of preschool? Before they get to the first grade, because white women specific, specifically, the teachers in general, destroy them, destroy their confidence, destroy their humanity by the time they're finishing the first, by the time they get to the first grade. Do you know that? It's not me saying it. There are independent studies all over the country. Y'all hate Dr. Umar Johnson. Why don't y'all grab his book? He talks about it in there. Yeah, I'm not about breaking brothers and sisters down, you know, who are out there working. They might, you know, it's a shame because when you put your plan out there, people are expecting you to do it without all the tools that they, that they need to be given. Shit. Listen, I appreciate everybody that gave to the fundraisers out there for the PAX Inc. Because I love and I, appreciate, I know the work that we put in the PAX Inc. I know everybody that works with PAX Incorporated. I know the people that we, that, that, that's on, on that board of advisors. For their advisory board. I know the people there. And I know their intent. And I know what they use their money for. But I personally will never ask the black community for another fundraiser. I will personally never ask for a person who dedicates and sacrifices as much as I do for the community, for a person who puts his own life on the line as many times as I do, for a person that will step out into the middle of whatever and, 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 and check um, local law enforcement. When they're coming at our brothers and sisters, as much as I do, unprotected, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. That's a level of betrayal you have no idea. And the same people talking that we need a plan shit are nowhere to be found when you say, well, the plan needs your support. For some strange reason, we have a psychological boundary that stops us from wanting to sponsor our own revolution. But every other community, Every other community sets up a trust for the next generation. Um, Sears and Roebuck. Roebuck was from the Philadelphia area, the Philadelphia suburbs. When he, when Roebuck died, and contrary to popular belief, Roebuck was not black. The white man. Sears and Roebuck was a company before Sears and before they separated. When Roebuck died, Roebuck, I don't believe Roebuck had any children. Roebuck dedicated his money to a trust to a trust out there in Wincote, PA, I believe. But it might not be Wincote, but it's out in that area. So that they can have a foundation in place to, to look after local community children, uh, programs and things of that nature, and gave it to them. So, but what do we have? 
What do we have? So I'm not sitting on billions of dollars, millions of dollars. I'm not doing it. I'm not sitting on it. I wish I was, but I'm not. I'm not even holding those who own, who bring in the money accountable. I'm not even, I'm past the point of looking at athletes and entertainers like they have a community um, responsibility. They do, but nobody gives a fuck. And I got, I'm tired of jumping through holes telling the people who should also have an understanding of that to get out of self-degradation and hold people accountable and lift you up. Because I don't know. I mean, I love LeBron, but LeBron's not going to let me come to one of his, to, to like all of his games for free. And if he does it for me, he's not doing it for everybody else. Um, I, the, the LeBron James sneakers, they're like $300. He's not giving you a discount for that shit. So you'll pay the full price for that. But when somebody from, you know, an organization says, we need this, that, and the other, oh, you just trying to rip us off. Listen, fam, I'm not paying for your lifestyle. If paying my bills is a lifestyle, then fuck it. I got to pay my bills. <laughs> if that's a lifestyle. If putting food in the refrigerator is the lifestyle, if having reliable car transportation is 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 is, is a lifestyle, fuck it, I need that. But what you can't get is a full-time liberator for free. Because that full-time liberator has to find a way to feed his family. That full-time liberator has to find a way to eat themselves. That full-time liberator has to be able to take care of their own situations so that their lives are in peace, so that when somebody else's lives it's in shambles, they can help them pick up the pieces. You can't have nobody whose life is in pieces helping somebody else to pick up the pieces because shit gets confused really soon, really fast, really quickly. And until you live that life, you have no idea what we go through. You have no idea about the government scrutiny. You have no idea about the spies and shit, the mysterious motherfuckers in the shadows when we walking down the street. You have no idea because people are like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, you said, when those brothers got killed in St. Louis, was that a conspiracy theory? When they killed Dan Seal, and, and then they found him in a burned up car with a gunshot wound to his head. Was that a fucking conspiracy theory? And we're all out there doing the same thing. Trying to mobilize our community around important causes because we recognize our community is at war. And when your community is at war, you don't let the people warring on your community teach your children. Because they will never teach your children enough to be competitive, even in their world. Who in their right mind would teach your, your child to be, put your child in a better position than they're going to put their own? Who in their right world would do that? Who in their right mind would do that? So I'm not mad at the white supremacists. I'm not mad at the enablers of white supremacy. They're doing what they're supposed to to protect and preserve their community. What are we doing? outside of trying to be integrationist. And see, that's the final point I wanted to address tonight. Because a young sister said something earlier, and I want to address that. Um, I'm not going to call her name out. But she said something earlier um, on one of my threads. And what she said was, we all want the same outcomes. No, we don't. Less than one-tenth of a percent want what I want. Less than one-tenth of a percent of Black people want what I want. That's total freedom. That's total liberation. That's total autonomy. That's total independence. Most Black people want this special word called equality when you're begging somebody to treat you as good as they treat their own. Nowhere in history has that ever occurred, but Black people are still trying to get there. And so when you start identifying as African-Americans, that already tells me what your goal is. Because I'm an African. I happen to have been brought to America. I happen to be living in America. But just like an African elephant, just because you switch continents does not mean you switch your identity. So, and I'm indigenous to the world. You all are. We all are indigenous. African people are indigenous to the world. Everywhere in the world that there are people, we were there first. We're indigenous to the world, but I claim African. And that's why I want an African-centered education. That's why our children need to see themselves in the textbooks. That's why our children, they don't need to be learning from textbooks that tell them slavery never happened. They don't need to be learning from textbooks that tell them the Trail of Tears never happened. They don't need to be learning from textbooks that tells them that slavery wasn't such a bad, it wasn't such a bad deal. 
They got free eats. They got free free place to stay, and they got a free boat ride from Africa. They, they, our children need to know the truth about who they are and where they come from, so that you can empower them. And it's not just on me; it's on you. It's on all of us to be there. Because how can you look your babies in the face and say, "I do, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do to empower our children"? When you're too cowardly to give them the standards that they deserve, to demand the standards that they deserve, to demand that, listen, we want an African-centered school. We want African-centered curriculums. Because people, we have them out there. We created one in packs, an African-centered curriculum. That's right. We do that work. We have them. And our babies deserve it. What type of coward do you have to be to feed your baby to the lions and that you can sleep well, knowing that the lions are feasting on your child? See, if you watch the Independence Day Project, we show you the importance of black children. We put them in the project. The project is about them. It's not about us. Our time is over. But what seeds are we planting for the future? That's what we're dealing with right now, family. So have talk to LeBron James. You know, he did what he was supposed to. But LeBron James is corporate bought, corporate sold, corporate owned. LeBron James is currently being told and fed with the same with us. Yeah, that's cool. I ain't mad at him. Get the cheddar, brother. Hopefully he's playing chess. But at some point, you got to be able to buy your freedom. And one day, I hope he does buy his freedom. Because we got people who have been multi-mega millionaires doing multi-mega millionaire movies and things of that nature. They had to, you know, fly their money in on flatbeds, but yet still they're not liberated enough to do anything for black people. How much do your freedom papers cost so that we can purchase our freedom? It won't take much, family. It just takes more of us to do it. And when we start doing it, then you'll start to see results. People say, well, you don't know what people are doing. You don't know. Yeah, you do. You know what people are doing, just like you know how your community is being gentrified. You know your community is being gentrified. You know you're being uprooted because you see it happening around you. You don't know the faces. You don't see the hand that's moving and the mechanisms, but you see it happening around you. Well, if people were truly, truly, involved in investing, not donating, not charity, but investing in black empowerment, you would feel the earth shaking around you. You would feel the wind blowing across your face. You would feel the water hitting you from the sky if it was happening. You don't play those games with me, fam. I already know the bullshit. <laughs> and I already know the games people play. And I already know how we don't really want to be involved, how we try to escape reality every chance we get. Because the reality is hard. It's a hard thing to deal with. Fortunately, you live in reality. So when you wake up from that dream, that bulldozer is still knocking your house down. So family, I know it's coming. I know the 2035. Plan. I know the plan to excommunicate black people is in full effect. That's why you can slash the throat of an 18 year old at a bus stop or at a train stop and nobody really flinch. That's why, you know, you got people just walking up to elderly black people and just, and just stabbing the shit out of them, shooting them in fucking bathroom stalls. That's why you have, you know, um, you know, the war on, on black people, you know, it's just, it's just taking a whole new level. It's up, to, it's up to a whole new level. And the scariest part about all of it is we're becoming very comfortable in this dysfunctional situation. So, family, that's it. For, for the time being, I don't know, I might be back next week, but, but if I don't, this is the last forecast of the season, at least, of office hours. I hope you were educated. I don't want to entertain you. I hope people took notes. I hope you start working and building. I hope you join us on this voyage. If you're trying to get down with the Independence Day Project, let me know. Because the Independence Day Project is not just a movie, it's a movement. 
And like I said, when we start our when we start building like we plan on building, you're gonna feel the earth shake. You're gonna feel that breeze across your face. You're gonna feel that water coming out of the sky. And it's gonna be black power raining all over you. So with that said, family, peace, love, and black power. Thank you all for Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out tonight. Make some noise. Come on. Get louder. Make some noise. All we have is what we're blessed with. The rest is just. Through the trials and tribulations, all the hate, and we gon' make it just. Never get too low. We can rise above it. Gotta recognize we struggling and hustling. On this journey we call life I'm just earning my own stripes Better days, man, I've been praying I've been praying like all night Sacrificing the ball is life Having dreams of me building temples Elevating, educating Still got dreams of me going to temple Man, I want to be versus the man I was born into Born into sin, no judging But there's no crim de la crim in the city It's us against them The worker first, the taker The taker versus the violator The hustler in me will annihilate you X the creator Why they describe fortune as paper When we all know the real players Is shedding love you spread that, you get it back tenfold. Stay on your feet like insoles. You reap what you sow, right? Don't be asleep for your whole life. Trying to creep these streets like underneath ain't a hole, right? We'd rather dig ditches instead of building bridges. But I'm here and I lack fear and I need a real witness. Walk with me. All we have is what we're blessed with. The rest is just. Walk with me. Through the trials and tribulations, all the hate and we gon' make it just. Too low, we can rise above it. Gotta recognize we struggling and hustling. On this journey we call life. Walk with me, grandmom 50, grandson 16. But to the household, he's a king. Cause he envisioned his mother as a queen. But she passed when he was eight, and grandmom took her place. She was a base head, and daddy was a base runner. He never loved him, chose his money in replace of him. That's when grandmom stepped in, her grandson best friend. But grandson stepped out, started putting his chest out, started learning his truth by striking fear in the youth. Little boy no more, he need a miracle too. Now ask yourself a question, with all this mass aggression, if he committed a crime out of frustration as an adolescent, does he deserve a prison sentence or a better blessing? Did you even bother to question whether he learned his lesson? His story could come from glory, he could be another person's blessing. Not believing you get the message? Won't you please walk with me as I give the message? Walk with me. All we have is what we're blessed with, the rest is just. Walk with me. Through the trials and tribulations, all the hate, and we gon' make it just. Walk with me. Never get too low, we can rise above it. Gotta recognize we struggling and hustling. On this journey we call life.